Yeah. Whatever he said. <laughs> so that's uh welcome to uh Raven's Nest Vedic Astrology and uh Sun and Ashlacia. That song's about the snake charmer. The snake charmer. Pretty cool. Really cool stuff. Yeah, we like music here at Raven's Nest Vedic Astrology. We love it. This is uh brought to you by two astrologers which we go by solar and lunar mysticism as far as astrological purposes go and that does that mean you only do solar charts and i only do lunar charts no it's just an interplay (laughs) well you know personally if we wanted to talk about our story there's a strong connection that each of us have with those two planets right and we all have that we all have that and that's part of our you know it's part of our brand and how we <laughs> connect you to those planets too because they're all in our chart kind of like how we all and i was thinking about this we all have a, a mother and father right no matter no matter uh, if they're living or not or present or not we all had to have that and in the same way you know our planet coexists with those two these two entities right and they're extremely important for life on earth but yeah, we we are uh, just coming out of a full moon that happened on August 11th, and we're really loving uh, the the energies that come out of these uh, cycles, right? Like uh, we went to a concert and in a cave, by the way. Yeah, in a cave, and it was a beautiful experience because well, this is my third time seeing the guy, but Trevor Hall. Uh, quite a quite a connection to India and he spoke about that and how it rem- where we are in the south actually reminds him of India because and we have a season I'm a non southern originally born person so just knowing about seasons and studying climates and things like that with Ayurveda there's clearly a monsoon season here and he showed up in Sun and Ashlacia and we see him in a cave and he has a strong connection to India, just like we do. Pretty cool. Yeah. So that was a really cool experience. And, you know, music being related to Dhanishta, uh, Nakshatra, and Asterism near or within Capricorn. And we happened to be seeing him pretty close. It wasn't a Dhanishta night, but I believe it was the night before it was Dhanishta. Yeah, we saw him in so. Shakti yeah, but you could still feel that, like, I don't know, the sound waves were just like... Shut the Bishak's about about this, like, void. And I think where does sound come from? The void, right? Yeah. It's creation. It's very ethereal, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds ethereal. but uh, Yeah, and the cave was super wet, which is very shut the Bishak-y to have a... I mean, I don't know if that's a word, but it <laughs> was a, a wet, drippy cave. And Varuna comes from, you know the ocean and maybe at one time this cave was an underwater cave where yeah. like fish swam i don't know it felt really cool to just you know and the caves are associated with naga lok and Varuna's is a naga so in english that just means the water element water and element. snakes and sea creatures and that's very shatabishak right yeah so that's what we've been up to now we got a lot to share with you um 
we always try and time things to, to make more sense of uh, talking about certain things. But, you know, uh, a lot of these, you know, when we, we keep up with the scene of astrology, there's so many people that just want to be the first one to talk about things. And you can tell, right? So like, all right, we can do that. We can, we can talk about stuff that's like half a year in advance. That's fine. <laughs> so uh, we'll be getting into quite a bit as far as maybe the, the conclusions of uh, what the second half of this year will be about, uh, what we see happening, and, and all that good stuff. Um, now, if you're interested in astrology reading from either of us, check out our websites. And we'll put the links in the description if interested, or you can email us as well. So we'll, we'll put all that in the description. So um, well, well, let's go ahead and get started with, with some of what's happening out in the, the space, in the heavens, or the celestial uh, courts as you might call it. Uh, well, Mars just went into Taurus. It's made its way out of Aries, which is a, a kind of a breath of fresh air, I'd say, because uh, that Mars and Aries, as we talked about before, was, it's pretty uh, reactive. And, uh, you know, things to note that happen, like the, the raid of Trump's palace or mansion, whatever you want to call it, was while that transit occurred. So that's fairly interesting. Also, um, what's been happening in Mexico, uh, because no one's really talking about it. I mean, people that live in California don't even know this is going on unless they were going to travel to Mexico. But there was the um, <coughs> cartels uh, blowing up cars, which could it get more like, you know, Mars, Aries, Rahu blowing up cars. Mm. Um and people were told not to leave their homes unless they had to because the cartels were uh, trying to make an example of, you know, their frustration with the government. And that happened during this transit. And they also shut down the airports uh, going to and from that area. So I think uh, we're going to see some positive developments from this explosive transit. Yeah, for sure, and that'll Mars sort of mellows back out, and the Earth sign uh, ruled by Venus, and uh, I'll go ahead and talk about it now. Uh, you know, the transit of Mars is always relating to, you know, real estate. It can relate to vehicles. It can tell us about uh, the sibling, right? Usually, it's the brother. Mars can be the brother. Uh, it's our courage, valor. Um, sometimes it's, it shows the, the will of a person or what the lack thereof. Um, but, you know, with a lot of stuff, we, I touched on this briefly, and it's that the real estate market's going to shift. And, you know, my just expertise in that, I, I can tell, you know, because we have Mars going retrograde October 30th. And it'll happen right at one degree of Gemini. So it's going to go through its shadow period right now, meaning where it's going to be coming back. And uh, whether this will start to show the signs of a shifting market, uh, not necessarily important. But 
what I see is that the retrograde, because it will go back into the sign of Venus, tells me that, you know, that that we're going to see a market stabilize itself. Perhaps it could be a, a, a big shift. You know, it could be a, a sign of a complete turnaround in our market back to a buyer's market. Um, I don't want to say it's going to crash. I, I don't see that. But I the, what I will say is the volatility for certain areas of the world are at risk compared to, let's say, um, small towns in the south. And that's just because we don't have that. We're not facing the level of in, intense inflation like other places. Um, and, you know, for a little bit of research purposes all you have to do is look at last time mars happened to go retrograde near taurus and guess what it was in 2008 what so happened then we saw a huge shift you know people say the markets the market crashed oh yeah so, yeah uh, i remember that that was uh i was trying to get a job and everybody that had just gotten degrees in like especially creative arts which is Taurus, right? Venus, creative arts, uh, fashion, design. That was the world I was in. That market and to get a job in in that area was even more competitive. It was extremely hard to find a job. And a lot of people had to get jobs below their quote unquote pay grade, right? Yeah. So they had to kind of, even though they might have had a degree in like design, they had to take a you know, just a, a job that wouldn't be their specialty. Like they couldn't become a designer right away. They had to wait a couple of years for that to happen because yeah. of that market crash. But what's really interesting was that was around the time that crypto was starting to kind of come out and, and really, you know, I'm not very good at that, but I just remember that being uh, the beginning of that era. And here we go again, we're seeing that world kind of take off a lot of um you know people aren't talking about this so much in like the regular media but the crypto market is being very um it's kind of being sought up after by more government agencies and companies because they see how people have made it so huge and you know there was a video the other day that happened to launch that was jordan belfer and the creator of a, a cryptocurrency that's big news when someone that was on wall street talks about crypto and gives their opinion you can get a good idea for what that means for the future of of that currency and our currency in general right because it's there might be some good things coming out of this global idea right and that would be cryptocurrency one uh type of currency that is used globally by people that does not bear the marks of inflation yeah perhaps right because yeah. that's what people want they want more for their money that's a tourist issue you know how can i well it, maximize about, my dollar right it, or my money well and for the pre-digital currency 
you know, there's probably people that know how to change. They know how to make money just by switching currencies, which is probably to a degree illegal. I don't know the legalities of that, but there's I'm sure there's people doing that. Oh, yeah. All the time. I mean, I worked at a bank, too, and I would see people come in, bring large amounts of cash. I wish I had studied astrology then because I would have been able to see what happened. The dollar stretches longer in Mexico because of pesos. Right. I don't know the exact. Yeah. The conversion. Conversion rate. But, you know. Yeah, you have to convert your dollars at a time when the market is down or up, then you can take it. I mean, that's the idea of cryptocurrency, really taking the money and investing when it's shitty, putting all your money into it. And then when it, the currency or whatever changes and the markets go up, then that's how you make money. That's a pretty simple concept, really. Yeah, so... I- it's timing, My right? Back to astrology timing. That perhaps politically there's some actual good to it, right? But I, I don't I don't buy into the you know, entrepreneurial frenzy because, you know, every kid that drives a Tesla and has got money in his banks, they're into it, right? Everyone's like, oh, I'm into this one and this well, one. Well, because it's a but technological advancement. That's so some part of the from group. From that perspective, I lose interest, but I want to see – the good and perhaps you know a, a progressive uh, currency worldwide that you know can help people not scam other people because they're able to convert their money into more more money right well I think the the lesson here is knowing right and also we have the power of astrology to give us a good idea of when to invest based on our own charts right we can look at our chart and see you know, like what I did with when I was buying this cryptocurrency, I looked at my chart and the chart of the person that made this coin. If you have access to that, you get to look at both charts and see if there's a harmony in it. Yeah. Right. Because that that's what, you know, Kundli is the matching. You just look it, it see, is this compatible, you know, with this person? Do we have similarities? Do we have similar ideas and philosophies and, you know, uh, to me, I think cryptocurrency has very Naga energy. It's very underground. It, there's, it's very secretive. A lot of people aren't sure what how to do it. They don't really understand it. It's like a whole other language, you know? Yeah, which is probably not great for the older generations that are, you know, meddling. I mean, I don't understand it. I, I, like, understand it on a subtle level, but I don't really understand, like, all the intricacies of it like the mining and everything i the basics i get but you know that's another thing you know crypto mining naga loke yeah it's very uh, sun and ashlacia for all of these things to be kind of taking off at this time but um you know back to the transits with mars it's pretty interesting that you know we have this stuff going on in mexico uh it's actually going on in uh where my family's hometown is in that same area. And I had a lot of family living there, but they're no longer there because of the type of violence that was going on before. And um, I was joking with one of my friends that uh, we should create our own news network and call it the witchy women's news network (laughs) (laughs) where we share this information about what's going on because you know, that's how we got our news. I found out about it and then I told her and then she heard about it from another friend and we just happened to all be into the occult. So it was a 
very appropriate of this transit to be sharing information, you know, and having uh, uh, limits on how we can get information right now is, is building the communities underground. Yeah. Well, yep. There's a lot that's going to happen and that, you know, that, that Mars and Taurus will change things up and uh, shake things up like mm -hmm. Mars does. And yeah, it's transiting uh, this, our second house of the USA chart where we have Uranus in Barney. So, yeah, well, let's look at everything else happening. Uh, you know, we're also seeing how mercury will be going into the virgo very soon august 20th but we're kind of getting a i think it's a blessing because mercury moves so fast through every sign it's like as soon as you blink it's already in the next sign but since we're catching a retrograde in virgo and it stays in virgo we get a little bit more time of that energy which is awesome you know to to get a mercury retrograde in its own sign is pretty awesome to me you know because of the the force of mercury in his own sign is going to help people learn you know it's an intellectual stimulative type of sign and it's grounded that's the beauty in in virgo is that it's an earth sign but it is still ruled by mercury it's not like gemini it's too airy fairy kind of can split itself into multiple directions the power in Mercury, Virgo, is it can split itself in multiple directions and then still be completely grounded. You know, that's a that's a sign of uh, intelligence coming from that planet. So it's uh, we look forward to that transit and it'll kind of uh, it'll make its way to from August 20th to October 26th is a, a full the full span of that Mercury in Virgo. Pretty right. interesting. I've been. Um uh, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of, you know, like with my Ayurvedic mind about what is Mercury has to do with the nervous system. And what we've been dealing with for the past few years has really attacked a lot of people's nervous system. I hear about it daily from people that they can't sleep, their nervous systems are shot, you know. Um, and, and I think at this time, maybe people will focus more on that healing and they can breathe a sigh of relief because you know there has been um recognition by the overlords that uh you know your personal health choices really uh should not be politicized right what we were talking about earlier before the podcast about how they're um recognizing that there's no difference between someone that took a you know maybe like they took a pharmaceutical product and then someone that didn't take a pharmaceutical product so they're saying there's no difference now after almost two years of trying to distinguish and say that this person this group is better than that group maybe people's nervous systems will calm down now that we're having this retrograde and uh you know of this sign in mercury right in virgo health yeah, uh, that's going to be uh that leads me into to some of the transits too of Pluto is going to end its retrograde in Capricorn at one degree of Capricorn. Ooh. Um, so that there's a lot of I'm noticing some one degree stuff happening like like Mercury. And to me, this is going to be symbolically uh, portrayed. We're going back to square one. Yep. And there's a literal square happening. And then there's also the one 
degree stuff happening. So that's up for debate what that means. It's, it's is just it going to go past uh, one degree or is it just going to stay at one degree? No, it's, I'm saying it goes back, like it goes forward at one degree. Oh, it goes forward at one like degree. Like it's done with retrograde. So oh, to me, I'm seeing new you beginnings. Know, yeah. Not, we're correcting things that we, you know, things that went wrong two years ago. They're starting to, you know, like you said, people that think they had the authority to tell me like about my health or telling us what we already knew. They can shove that so, up their nose. Uh, Thanks for, you know, kind thanks of thanks for nothing. Right. But uh, so. <laughs> well, I, I think it's important. This has to do with Mars again. What is your will? Like, you know, magically will is everything. And like in your life, will is everything like, you know, will you do this or will you not do this to simplify it? You know, like you say, no, I'm. this is my uh this is my belief and I'm going to stick to it no matter what. And you're going to hold out. Yeah. If it means holding out for two years and saying, you know what, I'm just going to put my foot down and be stubborn. You're not going to make me do anything I don't want to do. And if you held out, congratulations to you. You know, we had a big win, I think, with this holding out. And um, now we're going to have time to, you know, just collectively everyone kind of regroup and, you know, sweep up the mess not under the rug, but, you know, but remember it. Again, you know, we're not out of any sort of rut just yet. Uh, there's going to be, you know, there's stuff that's yet to happen, like the solar eclipse in October, mm -hmm. uh, partial lunar November 8th. So, and these are some, they're, they're going to hold some serious prominence as to what may happen in the future. Uh, so, I'm really hoping that they don't just try to surprise us with another lockdown because that would be uh really annoying people but, here uh, wouldn't go for that but no it's it's pretty much a, a done deal that <laughs> people are tired of this crap yeah and they they think you know the pressure is on the the institutions and, and so-called authorities the pressure is not on the people stop bothering us we didn't do anything you guys got us into this mess and now they should get us out of it because we're, there's not the, the remedy isn't to keep hurting the public and to keep forcing yeah, us we to pay their bills. make <laughs> the, the, the some decision that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. It's the authorities that need to get their act together, as I say. Now, uh, what what else has happened? So that Merc that Mars retrograde. Let's talk about 2008. In 2008, the economy took a major downturn. Mars was retrograde in Gemini until January 31st of 2008. Uh, then, you know, something to keep in note too is that Mars went into its, through its debilitation sign of Cancer. At or, that time? Right, as it leaves Gemini, once it's done retrograde, it's gonna go through its debilitation point. So, you know, you, and that's what's gonna happen as, as well. You know, uh, so the October 30th until January 13th, we have that, Mars retrograde at one degree of Gemini. The difference in two. You said October 30th. Yeah. So the January. difference between 2008 and now, though, is that this retrograde is going back into Taurus and that retrograde in 08 stayed actually in Gemini. Um, but when retrograde happens, you always look at the sign previous, right? No matter if it's it goes into that sign or not. So 
since we see two signs being active in this, uh, you're going to see some uh, economic factors change, right? There's going to be some shifts. Um, if I'm being a, an advisor, I'm telling pretty soon, especially around that October, November range, do not buy. You know, you want to see what the aftermath is of this before you buy. More than likely, we're going to shift back to buyers. That's what is going to happen. So, uh, you know, that that's going to we're going to see that play out over uh, the time period. It's retrograde. Now, what else can we say has happened or is going to happen? Uh, Neptune will definitely retrograde and it's going to go into zero zero degree Porva Bajrapada. Whoa, you know how I have those feelings about zero degrees. That's we're, we're going to see a lot of heavier stuff. I think September, October range. Neptune's now. like mind control, right? Delusion. It could be good, but you know, it's all up to the person and how they navigate those waters, right? I mean, you know, there's always going to be death and, and uh, you know, famine and weather and, and, you know, negative energies. It's just how do you allow those energies to be present in your immediate environment, you know? Do you allow them to take over? Do you sit there and, like, you know, uh, listen to the news every day and just believe it is real, you know, when clearly things are edited? to make you think that it's either better or worse than what you think, right? Right. So a lot of discernment, I think, around the um, the time of when this retrograde is going to happen, you know, even starting now, because uh, I was reading about, you know, a couple of things when this whole, uh, let's just say, 2020 happened, right? I uh, was finishing my Ayurvedic studies and there's a part in the Charaka Samhita where they talk about what causes a pandemic, right? Uh, and they had this, they knew this thousands of years ago, what causes pandemics, right? So I found this really cool quote that describes it. So according to this book, never-ending human desires have resulted in the destruction of mother nature the entire planet is reeling under pollution and population massive devastation of forests and rivers and exploitation of natural resources and this is also in the legend of the kadamba trees which is a type of tree that blooms in the monsoon season which we're kind of in right now in vrindavan on the banks of the uh, Yamuna River and they also call Vrindavan Brajbhumi which has to do Bhumi's Mother Earth it means the city of Mother Earth so they said when these trees stopped growing it's because there was a lot of rain and this is the monsoon season and the Kadambas are why am I talking about this because they're trees that bring wealth so a lot of people would say this is when this this tree blooms 
this is a time for wealth and happiness and they celebrate the blooming of these trees in Orissa, uh, the farming communities, which gets back to, you know, Taurus, farming communities, right? It, they're an important part of our lives and our ecosystem as a planet. And, and these stories and plants and legends and everything all having to celebrate, you need to celebrate positive things and, and go with nature, be in harmony with nature. Because that is where humans went wrong. When you're not in harmony with nature, it's considered the cause of disease and suffering. And going against nature means putting things into your body that are unnatural, that are not made in nature. Yeah. I mean, like the... the quote, Let's like admit the it. That's as simple as it gets. Follow that. It's n- unnatural. It doesn't belong in your body. I, I Out of touch is what I think of, right? And that's what out of touch means. If you do not somehow live in accordance with nature, in harmony with it, then, you know. Yeah, you're not feeling, you're, you're not in your body. You know, this is the main thing I saw in the clinics a lot. And it's it's not people's fault. It's because they let other, they care too much about what other people tell them instead of educating themselves. Or even, we don't have the basic resources to teach people, hey, like, this is your body. Remember, we learn about it when we're little kids. You learn about your body and all your body parts and all the systems. But then somewhere along the lines, the focus gets away from disassociation with the body. Where you, you don't think about what you put into your body. You're just like, oh, I'm just going to have some like hot Cheetos and like a Mountain Dew, right? And uh, that's lunch. Those are unnatural substances. They're vitiating substances. They're not substances that bring any kind of, uh, you know, nutrition to the body. So, you know, let's let's get back to focusing on those simple things. Well, you know, right? besides a, a virus that I'm skeptical of anyway. Was it when, ever even isolated? Like, we don't when know. You, when you, you mess up the internal clock of every single human being on the planet by you know, pretty much saying stay inside, does that not in and of itself, well, it's going to shake up your health because it's like the, the, the workaholic that finally gets to the age where they retire. And because they never knew life outside of like 24 hour work, they suddenly, you know, it didn't shut take, down. Yeah, they, they shut like, down. They mentally shut down with like the physical like shut down, like, you know, they say, you know, as above, so below, right? Outside in your immediate surroundings, you are shut down. Like, no, you can't go to work. You can't get on the freeway. You can't do this. Like what? How many thousands of years of humanity has this ever happened? I, I My point's just, uh, you know, besides the, the virus thing, that in and of itself probably hurt a lot of people's health, you know? Oh, yeah. Which is not, you know, it's perspective on something that not many people understand you know like knowing your own circadian rhythm right like that's why everybody's sleep is so messed up and their nervous systems are all jacked up because they weren't allowed to you know what about people that like dependent on going to the gym after work and it was part of their routine like so many people put on weight you know liquor stores didn't shut down oh yeah i know like that's considered an essential business but you couldn't support like the local health food stores in LA like maybe they weren't open like I remember we were shut down for a whole year you couldn't go anywhere 
And if yeah. you wanted to, you had to wait in line outside like a like you're in the Soviet Union. <laughs> like really? Yeah. I thought about this. I have a funny sound bite. Like this was going around in the beginning of the pandemic. Wait, I'll play that for you again. It's Andrew Breitbart. He said, war. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Back to Mars retrograde. That's how he feels. Well, war against the people. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's just a little bit of pointers on the hypocrisy of, uh, we like to laugh times. about it, even though it's it's not funny. But, you know, you have to have some humor and balance in your life. And, you know, hopefully um, I don't like to make predictions, but my hope is that now that we have these these people that we never really said were in charge, they just kind of put themselves there uh, about our own personal autonomy, uh, you know, we'll be able to kind of resume normal life and people will be able to see their families overseas safely um hopefully after all of this eclipse energy clears up like let's be you know realistic about what we can do uh to keep ourselves healthy at this time get back into shape you know get way too jacked for the gulag wait the gulag's not gonna happen so let's rejoice about that right <laughs> just get jacked for you know your own sanity and freedom <laughs> and so you can get those uh feel good vibes you know like when you ride a bike or when you you know exercise you get that what do you call that it's like a rush what your endorphin rush yeah that that's what the science community calls it your endorphin rush i call it just like a you know auric upgrade yeah feed your koshas well from what i can tell transit wise you know after i think 20 or January of 2023 will seriously be sort of the, the, the final breakthrough is what I'm seeing, really. Um, what I see is, you know, us getting out of this, this like shadow period of, of something that happened two years ago that needs to be, you know, just written down in the history books and never forgotten. But uh, I... I'm a big believer that, you know, from what I can tell astrologically, it's going to get better. And it's going to have to happen after uh, the end of this year. That's really just from once these certain transits take place, you know, like once Saturn gets back into Aquarius and is going forward, I I really see a lot of uh, progressive uh, energies happening. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have a lot to share down the road about that as well now i've got uh pretty much that sums up all my notes for this episode yeah i think we covered a lot of ground <laughs> um so when's the what's the next move for the sun so the sun's probably going to get out of ashlacia pretty soon right in two days august 16th the sun goes into his own sign of Leo. Oh, cool. So uh, the Leos of the world. Or, you know, this would be like a Gondanta. If you have a birthday at this time, uh, you know, you've got a little bit of that sun Gondanta energy, right? 
Right. Exciting. Well, next time we uh, speak to y'all, we're going to be with a uh, son in his own. So till then. See you next time.